2020 AFLW draft was held last night. That's Tuesday, the 6th of October, whenever you're listening to this podcast. Five cats were selected. We did a little preview post beforehand on our page. Luckily, four of those cats, uh, three being Geelong Falcons, one being now from the Geelong College, was selected, which is, yeah, really, really good to see. The cats picking the locals. Surprised by that, Zach slightly maybe being that Victoria hasn't played that many games this season, only two games to judge off compared to uh, other other players in the South Australia, for example. Yeah, I am a bit rogue, but um, looking at all the, the picks now, what's four from the Geelong Falcons, one from the Murray Bush Rangers. So I guess on the one hand, they're playing the long game, thinking, oh, well, hopefully it might be easier to retain them down the track. But you're absolutely right in that very limited game time to judge them off. But toss of the coin, I guess, the way they went with recruiting. Yeah, interesting one. So Vic players had to submit due to COVID-19 separate to some other states and territories, they had to submit a 2K time trial via Strava, that app there, whereas other states actually physically went to the combine and someone nearly beat one of Nina Morrison's times. I think it was just by the fraction of a second that Nina kept that time, which is good. But, yeah, the the post that we put out was that we hold – Pick 10 in the first round, three second rounders, pick 20, 21, 27, and a third rounder, pick 39. The ones that we looked at where we wished the Geelong Falcons players all the best, it was likely talked that either Ellie McKenzie or Alyssa Bannon will go at number one. Ended up being Ellie McKenzie to Richmond at number one. So then we looked further down the track. We are looking at the likes of Darcy Maloney, Geelong Falcons captain, Laura Gardner from the Geelong Falcons, Carly Ramos from the Falcons as well, uh, Steph Williams, who's shown her quality, noted by Olivia Purcell, coach down at the Geelong College. What house were you in, Zach? be interesting to find out what she was in, but hopefully keeping the points for McLean there afloat. <laughs> Um, and an amazing story there. Go and Google Stephanie Williams. Just an absolutely incredible story. So one of the four Northern Territory prospects that was picked up in, in the 2020 AFLW draft. Yeah, incredibly, incredibly happy to have her in the hoops for years to come. So there were the, the four that we identified to look out for, and they all got picked. So happy days. Happy, happy days indeed. But what are you most excited about there Zach when, when you look at that oh look very very happy days and I think you you tipped them all didn't you so hat off to you for that one as well um oh look really hard to split hairs amongst these they've all got a lot of potential you know Maloney and Gardner will add a bit to the midfield as we know Barber's a, a young forward who's going to develop well um William, she'll add another new dimension X factor in front of goal, but I, I don't mind. I don't mind our last pick at uh, thirty-nine, Carly Remmel. She's she's relatively new to football, but I think considering that she's shown a bit, so and some of the later picks do get a bit forgotten and overlooked by some of the others. So I I think she can bring a bit as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mick Turner would be sitting there proud as a, as a retired Falcons coach to see the number of Falcons that got picked four to Geelong. 
One went in the 50s, I think, to Richmond. Yeah, really excited. It makes sense. Darcy Maloney to get picked. John Falcon's captain. So shows their leadership ability there. Is a bit of a possession gun in the midfield. Can link up with other players there. Uh, along with Laura Gardner. So there's two games early in the year that she played. I think one against Gippsland where she racked up 38 disposals and 14 tackles and then backed that up with 31 possessions and nine tackles against the Northern Knights before the COVID-19 hit. That's, yeah, that's massive numbers. Yeah, no, she's a possession magnet from what you see. So, yeah, they'll be two quality additions to the midfield for sure. They'll be in the starting lineup. I'd be willing to bet the two of them. So Gardner picked at 20. We then went down the route to Olivia Barber, which was one that we didn't actually mention in our pre-AFL draft post write-up. So yeah. we got four out of five right. <laughs> it's a decent <laughs> strike rate. It's pretty good, I think. You'd, 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 go, you'd go for 80% efficiency without, um, Certainly. without any inside, um, inside talkers into this. Picked there from the Murray Bush Rangers, ecstatic from the video it looked like afterwards. <laughs> Another one there that seems to be a few that have come out with some basketball background and just wondering how that kind of translates into AFL, whether it be, is that a long-term kind of re- recruiting process that they're using there, that height and that agility in basketball, do you think? Yeah, it could possibly, certainly. Mason Cox is probably in the men's game the best example, just where high the loans are a good enough asset if you're a half decent kick and you can stick your mitts up and you're probably going to clank a few marks. So I think height's generally what they're going for, but basketballers are still good athletes, normally run in bursts rather than endurance athletes like football players, rugby players, soccer players, but they got good agility as well. So I think a lot of the the tra- I think any athlete really from any sport is able to make the transition into AFL, albeit men or women, doesn't matter. I mean, you saw Israel Falau, he came over and played two years. Some are still adamant that he could have been a great player. Never really know whether that happens. So I think as yeah. long as you've got those core attributes of being an athlete, you can make it work. Blitzarves is a probably good example for the 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 men's game there in terms of yeah, yeah absolutely. Athletic prowess before Aussie rules. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Interesting, I guess, Olivia Barber at sitting at, well, she's listed at 185 centimetres as a, a tall forward there. That's massive. Yeah. And when you think of, <laughs> all right, we've just recruited Olivia Barber, Carly Remos from the Falcons sitting at mid 170 centimetres as well. Some basketball backgrounds there. Looking at upcoming 2021, Kate Darby's going to be out for the whole season with her baby due in March. So there's one to just chuck straight in the forward line there and cause some troubles. Yeah, I mean, attack's been a bit of a weak point for us in the last year or two, just haven't been able to put big scores on the board. So hopefully Barber and Ramos can add a bit to that scoring power, which we need. Yeah, all-Australian forward, Olivia Barber. And another one of these picks that have crossed over from basketball into to Aussie rules in recent years and yeah fa- fantastic so interesting though a, a great story was Stephanie Williams pre the draft and especially um, Zach here talking 
OJC alumni, the first, yeah, OJC player to ever play AFLW upcoming and couldn't be happier that the first is going to play in the hoops. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it's great to see any any OGC alumni play. We've had a few in the men's game go around now. This, so to have the first in AFLW, fantastic. And as you said, spot on. Had to be in any, couldn't be in any other team but the hoops. So that's awesome. Really good news. And she's a great story. As you said, if anyone doesn't know, go and do a quick Google. It's a, a really good read. So all the best to her. Speed, agility, goal sense. Yep. Look forward to seeing that that prowess in the upcoming 2021 season, whether that be in a hub format or whether that be with fans. That was one of the major excitements of 2020. When we look back at footy as a whole, will be the early AFLW season. Did find it a bit strange, Zach, that I guess whilst this was happening, it was great to watch it on the AFLW app with Nicole Livingston announcing the picks and the commentary on going through that. But and you look at the the cats women's and they've shown videos of of Darcy Maloney's reaction and Olivia Barber's reaction with their family when they got picked when it was read out number ten and I'm thinking to myself at, at the same time look I'm I'm solely relating this to Facebook and Instagram I guess but when the cats have 180 thousand followers on Instagram. And then a player that has over 200,000 followers that plays for the Cats in the men's game, surely a, a public shout-out or just a welcome would just show more spotlight on, one, that individual or the Geelong Falcons or the AFLW game as a whole and Cats AFLW. So when Patrick Dangerfield, for an example, who has 204 followers, he has, as an influencer, wouldn't you say he has more um, clout than the Geelong Cats do on Instagram? Absolutely, because, look, the only people really who are going to follow the Geelong Cats pages are the supporters, whereas someone yeah. high-profile like Patrick Dangerfield, maybe even Gary Ablett, Joel Selwood, you're going to have multiple people following them. Supporters from other clubs are going to be following them as well. So they definitely have more um yeah i guess they're gonna have more influence in whatever they post and certainly for me the geelong cats you should picture it as one big family i guess you'd assume the men's team would be supporting the aflw team because they're all under the geelong cats umbrella per se and and likewise i mean we've seen the geelong aflw team support the men so you'd sort of assume it would go both ways could give some of them the benefit of the doubt. I guess they're on Southport getting ready for this week. But then in saying that, not too hard just to shoot out a 30-second Insta post either, is it? Not too hard at all. Not too hard at all, I think. Um, especially when it stays out from the semi-final and the time that it's held, 7pm, look, unlikely that you're going to be training then. But when Selwood, when he's roughly 155k followers on Instagram, influencer there, and yeah, you pointed out that the people who follow Geelong Cats, well, they're Cat supporters. But I follow people like Lockie Neal on Instagram, Nat Fife, other players who, yeah, they whether they like it or not, because their status is now public, they go on to the tag of an influencer and actually 
have more, I guess, change or um, ability to change than actual clubs do through what they say. So it, one thing that was really disappointing for me was the lack of, um, look, private messages aside, I, we can speculate as to whether the players as a whole or individual players messaged Maloney, Gardner, Ramos, Williams, all these players here. But no public announcements. I think the two that I did see being Jed Buse, sorry, um, it may have been Jed Buse and Mark Blitzarves. It was definitely Mark Blitzarves and another one. It was a shout-out to a Richmond player who got picked in the 50s with a basketball background. And nothing against that at all. Nothing against that. But, and especially with Sarah Blitz playing in the Geelong Supercats. But if you're going to shout out a Richmond player, and congrats for being picked, maybe shout out the local people that will be playing and training around Kidinia Park. Thoughts there? Well, that's right. I mean, you, you're over, you then open yourself up to the question where you can message the the Richmond player, and again, not, not, nothing wrong with that whatsoever, but if you've got time to message a player at another club, well, you should make time if you don't have it to message a few players at your own club. So hopefully we can just sweep this under the rug. The congratulations can be said and we just move on and look forward to the AFLW season. Can't wait. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And can't wait with those picks as well, the excitement. Yeah, it looks to be really good. Hopefully, for Geelong's sake, just Victoria noting that a hub won't have to be held and we can see some games at Kidinny Park that might be the newest form of footy that we can see at Kidinny Park is the upcoming 2021 AFLW schedule. So, yeah, fingers crossed there. Um, congratulations to the, the five picks for Geelong. Looking forward to, to seeing you and Paul and potentially interviewing you <laughs> down the line. Um not to dwell on it too much, but do you think it's a bad Stacey Oates as the, the PR rep for the Geelong Cats? She's done fantastic here. The, the Geelong Cats Facebook group, uh, Instagram page, Cats Women, they put out the selections, promote those. They promote the Darcy Maloney reaction video along with some others. But yet... So I, I really feel for Stacey Oates here in the PR, the, the PR de marketing department, because the players with the influence, come on. I know, I know we've, we're repeating this again, but come on, do your part. It's not that hard to just almost just, just share a, a story and put it on your my story. Is it that hard when you have over 200,000 followers? Look, I don't think it is. And I mean, look, something I think we forget, when, when you're a player, but particularly when you're a high-profile player, you, part of your job isn't just to play. I mean, part of your job is basically to be a PR, you know, robot, so to speak, for the club. You're there to market the club and, you're you know, Dangerfield probably has individual sponsors um, as well. It's a bit like they say at, at school with us teachers, you know, when you go outside the school and you're wearing the uniform and that, you know, you represent the school. Similar here for the players, you know, they represent the club and part of the Geelong Football Club now is the AFLW component of that and they should be doing as much as they can to promote that, promote the players, welcome the new players. So as I said before, you don't want to seem too negative, but hopefully they can just 
get the credit they deserve, get the excitement built up, and then we can enjoy the end of the men's season, which is hopefully holding up the cup, and then we can carry some momentum into the AFLW season. Yeah, exactly. We like referencing other codes here. One of the good examples has been recently soccer on a global stage. Saw Sam Kerr getting signed by Chelsea, the amount of support there. But also the the number one draft pick, Ellie McKenzie, gets selected. So it wasn't a surprise for all. And that's put out by Richmond um, and Richmond AFLW. And then one of the comments or the high comments for that is actually from the world number one tennis player, Ash Barty, who's not involved in the footy industry at all. So I'm looking up Ash Barty right now, 222,000 followers on Instagram. So similar to Dangerfield, just more than Dangerfield, but a completely different industry altogether. It just doesn't sit well at all. No, I think they've, they've definitely got some work to do. And even in the NRL, I'm a I'm a devout Rabbitohs fan in the NRL. I've been a member for a long time. And um, now the NRL, they don't have a draft, but they have signings. And just about a week or so ago, I was sent an email and this huge, you know, colourful email with all our new signings and their profiles and they all had a short video interview with them and this was within probably 48 to 72 hours of them being signed fantastic you get to see oh wow you know they've done this this is their background number of games played etc fantastic probably wouldn't have taken too long obviously didn't to make now you would hope that you know the cats could have done something similar yeah yeah no we don't we don't want to keep these this discussion going on too long, I guess, but yeah, we, we do like to discuss these other codes, whether it be soccer, whether it be NRL, whether it be tennis, whether it be the WNBA, LeBron shouting out uh, Sue Bird, both in the 17th year. Sue's now made over 300 assists and just won a championship with Seattle. So it, it's just small things that is really doesn't, yeah really doesn't go for a huge effort. But aside from that, we're steering away from the massive important thing here, which is fantastic job and well done to all those five players. Well done, Darcy Maloney. Leadership skills there. Obviously, the first pick on the Cats' radar. So, yeah, you've obviously shown it early for the Falcons and they didn't have a doubt in their mind. Carly Ramos as well going along there. Olivia Barber, well done. Look forward to that height at, at full forward, hopefully. 185 centimetres. Cannot wait to, to see that. Uh, Laura Gardner and Stephanie Williams, the, the pace and power she possesses. So really excited here, really excited. And bring on bring on 2021 AFLW. And hopefully they're listening to us. They can contact us on Insta or Facebook. Love for one of them to come and join us very soon. Exactly, exactly. Go Cats. Go Catters. Bring it home, Ben Mitchell and his band project TV.series. Four, wake up early, excited 
expressing our colours united away up to the G. See the cats away to the station and on to the special at Jolly Montalight and electrical vibe march side by side. My dad and me first bounce till a final gong. Down the cat, come on, belong. Kick it straight and mark it strong. Go, cats, we are too long. Gone till dark, dark till dawn. By the flag and Twenty twenty, wake up still excited, dressed in our colours despite we're alone, cheering from home each week away. And turn up the good of being champions, work in the garden till grandstand is on. I'm proud to be my father. The final gong on the cats come on along kick it straight and mark it strong go cats we are Geelong dawn till dark and dark till dawn fly the flag and barricade cause it's dawn